Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 138. Before we get started in our topic today, we wanted to mention that our website has really become a great resource that we have worked hard on for you guys. So we have some really good blog posts up there. Also have some expanded show notes that you can find for each episode. So that is detourtoneverland.com if you're interested in checking that out. We also have some pretty big plans for it, some blog series coming up, hopefully in the near future, that will really be some like how-tos and step-by-step guides for if you're wanting to get started into something. Yeah, so today our main topic is that we're going to chat about how to break through creative blocks. And some of you might be thinking that this episode isn't for you or maybe it doesn't apply to you because maybe you don't see yourself as a creative person. And I can say that I probably feel guilty of that sometimes, but Really, we're all creative in some aspect of our life or in our projects that we're working on. Um, So whether it's, you know, content or art, you're probably more creative than you think. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that even putting up an Instagram post takes creativity. Uh, Coming up with a caption is quite hard. I'm not great at it. No, it's hard. It is very difficult, not nearly witty enough. But I think there's so many things throughout the day that you work on that take creativity that maybe you just don't realize. And getting out in front of that and realizing what you can do to harness more of your creative side, I think would be a great takeaway from this episode. I agree. So Kelly from episode 137, um, Karma and Kismet, she shares how she was able to push through a creative block. So we're going to play that clip now for you guys to reference. It is, I think, the most difficult part of being an artist or a creator, anything. Um, And for me, I think what I've really found is that I kind of have to just work through it. Um, and it may just be, you know, instead of having, like, I I have a lot of deadlines and a lot of things that I set for myself as, you know, I need to have a Halloween t-shirt that's going to come out. So I need to create something for that. And that was one of the most difficult things for me to do because I didn't know what to create. Um, and then I just kind of had to sit and think, well, what is it that I would want to wear? Or, you know, what is it that I feel like drawing right now? And it, sometimes it's just, being open with yourself not to be creating something that you're going to monetize. So when I created, um, you know, what I had discussed, it was just, I was doing sketches of like different pieces of Disney fall style essentials. Um, and I just wanted it for myself. I was just kind of sketching as I was watching TV. Um, and then I shared it, uh, yesterday and got a lot of great responses from people. And someone asked, is it in the store? So, you know, it was something that it was that I wasn't trying to create it to monetize it. I was just honestly trying to create it to have, you know, a little bit of a release myself. So I think sometimes just taking that step back and saying to yourself, let me just get something on paper or just work for myself. And, you know, whatever it is, not feeling like you have that pressure of having to, um, have something that's going to be like your bestseller. Uh, That's been a lot for me to just kind of be able to separate it, that sometimes my art is just purely my art for my own enjoyment. So this clip is so good that you're probably going to hear 
a part of it on Friday as well when we're talking about working for yourself and having that internal motivation. But there are so many different, you know, value bombs that you can find in that little clip from Kelly. But the big one that stands out to me is being open with yourself and realizing and and creating something that's for you instead of looking for outside whatever fill in the blank motivation. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of what I take from that quote is it's really easy to look around and maybe see what other people are coming up with or other designers. And I feel like if you are in a creative space, it's really easy to think to yourself, I'm behind, I need to do this, I should be doing that. And that, I feel like when you put that kind of pressure on yourself, it almost takes away the creativity and I feel like it definitely takes away the fun. Um, So kind of, like she said, just taking a moment to create for yourself and as, you know, that creative release for, you know, you and just trying to make something that you would enjoy, I feel like is always a good route. Yeah. And I, and I think it's also worth pointing out that it's not always when you first start working, you're not working on the finished product. I think I'm guilty of that a lot of times thinking like, all right, I'm going to get this right the first time through. So I won't have to work on it anymore. Like, especially blog posts. I'm like that. I'm like, well, I'll just do it right the first time, and then I don't have to edit it, and I don't have to clean it up. And it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. You know, my teacher brain is reeling right now because your first one is always your rough draft. (laughs) So that's what it makes me think of is it it isn't ever perfect on the first try. You do have to go back and edit it and revise it. It's so funny. First drafts are like made up by teachers. It's just a way to get a rough draft rough draft to get more work out of you yeah that's what i want i just want extra work yep but i think it's really true i mean if you put all that pressure on yourself to get it right the first time then i feel like that could almost be you know detrimental to what you're trying to do yeah so if you guys didn't catch the context of what kelly was talking about she was trying to come up with some fall designs so she just started drawing pumpkins and drawing, you know, Halloween things. And like through that process, that's where, you know, your real work starts to come out. So a lot of times it's not always a straight line between brain to paper or brain to screen. Yeah, because I think, you know, when we first started thinking about creative blocks and kind of how to get past that, you know, I feel like sometimes the obvious thing that we think of and the first thing that we thought of is, well, you would just go to the parks and find inspiration there. But obviously for so many of us who are not local to the parks, that's not possible or that's not feasible. And it's hard to just go, you know, sit in Magic Kingdom for a few hours and take it in and try to find creativity that way. So I think you do have to you know, look for things that would that are realistic to your life. Yeah. Well, it's not to downplay that because, like, when we go to the parks, that's where we always have our biggest breakthroughs or, like, our biggest ideas. Oh, 100%. And I think, obviously, being in the Disney community, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So trying to recreate a situation or an environment like that at home can be challenging, but I do think you can get awfully close if you work hard at it. So I think that is something that's very important is finding 
a spot or a couple spots either at your home or in your community, somewhere that you have easy access to that can serve as your think tank or somewhere that you go to kind of step outside of your normal life for the time being. So like I know my spot is our office. It's bright in here. It's where we record all these episodes. So I'm in my element. We've got Disney art all on the walls. We've got all of our Funko Pops on the walls. And it's quiet. And I feel like I'm a little bit away from the dogs and, you know, work and everything else that goes into it. What is your spot? Well, my typical spot, I've always been like a work at the kitchen table or now it's the work at the kitchen island kind of person. And I don't know why that is, um, but I don't like to necessarily seclude myself. But I do think, you know, environment makes a big difference. And even when you are looking for that inspiration, you know, there's obviously little things that you can do to try to bring some of that parks magic. So like art, like Brendan said, Disney music. Brendan is a big parks loop person. So listening to the parks music. Oh yeah. The Pixar peer loop <laughs> is you can get anything done if you're listening to that. But I, all of that just goes into like creating the environment that you work best in. We've talked about this in episodes in the past, mm-hmm. um, but I think it, it kind of pertains to this idea too, that you're stuck on something. You're not getting the output that you're wanting to. I think one of the first steps, put yourself in the right environment. Yeah. And sometimes I think it even requires you to give your brain a break. And I feel like that is the hardest thing in the world to allow yourself to do, especially if you are trying to create something and you already feel behind or you already feel stressed. You know, the last thing you ever want to do is just drop it all and stop. But I do also think that for us, um, like trying to get some exercise, taking the dogs on a walk, um, just like stepping away for a little bit can also really clear your mind. And really, when you clear your mind, that's when you can kind of get through some of those creative breaks or blocks. Mm-hmm. I've always been jealous of the people who can like get their minds away from driving and they can like really do their thinking while they're driving. I guess I have too much road rage <laughs> or something. Like I'm constantly talking to the drivers around me, like telling cars don't pull out in front of me. Like it's not a relaxing experiment for me. So kind of sticking with that wavelength, you know, sometimes creativity can't be forced and not really sometimes. It really just can't be forced. So Sometimes when you are taking a break or just out and about and you're trying to let your mind wander, I think it's important to write things down. I'm a big supporter of writing things down because I am very forgetful. So sticky notes are my best friend at school, but also, you know, you could write notes on your phone. You could have a journal that you kind of keep with you. I always think it's funny when people keep like journals next to their beds at night because that's when usually our minds wander So they'll have to like quickly roll over and write things down. But I think it's just important that whenever you do think of something that you don't just let it pass. Is that legitimate that J.K. Rowling thought of Harry Potter while she was dreaming or something? I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that too. I really, I really don't know. I've never looked into it much, but it's totally possible. I mean, at least the idea, surely not the whole plot and everything, but 
you know, maybe a little tidbit. I've always been interested in like writing down my dreams right after I wake up, but I've never followed through and done it. If anybody does that, reach out to me and let me know how it is or any tips on how to get started in that. Because I feel like I have some weird dreams. Yeah, I guess that would be interesting. That would be interesting. That's our tangent for this episode. (laughs) But yeah, so I use the notes portion of my phone a lot to write things down. So Catherine will hit me like we'll be in church and I'll be writing something down that maybe something that was said or how I interpret something and like just writing something down that I can go back to to try to get to that same space where I have those moments of clarity I think is really helpful even if you don't think it's something that could grow into something bigger you never know and you don't want to let it get lost and you know our memories are not good you're not (laughs) so often do you ever experience this as where you have like a moment of clarity or something that really starts making sense and you think well I'll just remember this later and then you never do yeah and you never do that's why I'm a big post-it note fan because I know I will literally forget I will turn around I'll forget I'll talk to someone else I will forget so some of you know this because I think I've we've shared it on the episode on an episode before but detour to neverland was actually lived in the notes portion of my phone for a long time before it came to life just the name in itself we were going to do it as a blog post or as a as a blog, and then it was born into a podcast. And if I had never wrote down Detour to Neverland, I don't think I ever could have thought of that again. That's true. I totally agree with that. So, you know, I think just writing things down is a good practice or a good thing to try if you're experiencing some sort of creativity block. So the last thing that we wanted to mention And it's something that Kelly mentioned as well, but it's deadlines. So I think this is also something that varies person to person, whether or not you are a deadline person, and if that works to motivate you, or if it does the opposite and it just stresses you out. Stresses me out. Yeah, so Brendan is not a deadline person. I would say that I am... But I do think there's a difference between my love for to-do lists and deadlines. Because to-do lists are still pretty open-ended. Like, obviously, you want to check everything off. But, you know, it's a hard, I mean, a hard a deadline is a deadline. So I think that's important to recognize, too. Because if you tell yourself, you know, I must have this t-shirt design by next Tuesday. And it's like the days are just you know, ticking by and you realize that you don't have anything, that could definitely be a point of stress. Yeah, I mean, my issue with deadlines, and it's a personal thing, so I think they do work for a lot of people if it fits your personality and the way that you work type. I work on things in chunks. Like, I will say, I, you know, if a project needs to get to 100%, I'll work 40% in one sitting, 40% in the next sitting, and then I'll finish it up afterwards so that's why deadlines kind of stress me out because then i'll feel like oh i'm working too fast and then i'm working too slow and then i drop it and then i can't figure out where i was in the project so 
that's kind of my issue with it. But that's just a me thing. That's, yeah. That's not – that doesn't apply to everybody. But I feel like that is a common thing that a lot of people can probably relate to. So, again, I think just keeping that – in mind, you know, if you just constantly set deadlines for yourself and you are just constantly stressed out, maybe having something more flexible would be useful for you. Um, or, you know, just trying something new like chunking it up or taking a break. Just, mm-hmm. you know, mixing it up. Yeah. Like I'm goal oriented. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to see the output or, or have an idea of what I, what I want the finished product to look like. So... Last thing that we'll mention on this, and then we will get on to the Disney portion of the episode. And you heard Kelly mention it quite often in the episode and then also in that clip that we played. But you've got to do it for you. You've got to create something that you would enjoy. So if you are experiencing some sort of creative block, I think step number one is create something that you would enjoy. You can build on it from there. But I think just putting something out there into the world that you would enjoy consuming or you would enjoy you know, having in your life is a great place to start. Yeah, I totally agree. And when you kind of think like that, um, when you're just trying to make something for you, I feel like it does alleviate some of that pressure. And really, as you were saying that, it even kind of made me think back to last week's episode when we talked about failing fast I mean if you will just work through some of those creative blocks and even if it's not your best work at least if you're kind of putting something out there and working through that it might you know open up doors or you might be able to tweak it or alter it later to make it something that you're really proud of but if you just sit you know that's not going to help you work towards you know your goal either for sure so Good discussion on the front end of this episode. We're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we'll be back to share our quotes and our Disney characters that apply to the subject. Our Pinterest game has really improved lately, and I attribute it to matching our awesome Disney pictures with our message that we want to share. A sharp photo of the partner statue, imagine it's going to catch the user's eyes and grab them for that few seconds that you need them to read your message. To up your photo game, head to reportthemagic.com forward slash detour and check out the photo reserve. A really great solution if you are looking to up your photo game. Again, that's reportthemagic.com forward slash detour or click the link in our show notes. So we're back and we're going to start with our quotes and we could not find a quote unquote Disney quote. I know that's kind of confusing, but we couldn't find anything really that worked with Walt. We couldn't think of any quotes from the movie. So we just found ones that we thought applied to today's topic. So the first one comes from Steve Jobs and he says, creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. I really like that one because both of us say offhand, but I think there is some truth to what we say. We're not creative people. And I think there is this false wall that is put up between creatives and non-creatives 
And this kind of knocks that down. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, sometimes creativity, it is just a natural thing. So it just comes to you. So when people are like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? Or I should have done that. Or, you know, this, that, whatever else. Um, I think it is just something, you know, you see something, you get inspiration, and you do it. And it's that simple. And sometimes there really is no other explanation. Yeah, but it is something you can learn. Oh, I agree. Yeah. You can you can find new perspectives, new ways to look at things and unlock different areas of creativity in your brain. Mm-hmm. So next one is from Pablo Picasso. It's really recent and relevant. <laughs> he said, inspiration exists, but it has to find us working. So I liked that one because, again, you know, you can't just sit around and hope for something to fall in your lap sometimes. You know, sometimes to get through that creative block, you have to work through it. And as you're working or as you're creating something, you know, even if it's just for yourself, that creativity or that inspiration will hit you. So it's always there. You just have to be actively, you know, pursuing it. We're kind of in that headspace. Yep. So we have five characters that apply to this one. This is probably more than we've had on most episodes. First one is the fairy godmother. So you've thought of this one. What was your thought process? So I was thinking, I mean, obviously it took some creativity to see a pumpkin and turn it into a carriage. And to, you know, as she kind of goes through all those different steps, um, you know, she turns Cinderella's raggedy dress into a beautiful ball gown so she kind of has this vision for what she's trying to create and so i thought that it kind of applied yep next one is joy this one was also yours (laughs) so for this one kind of again you know joy was faced with the issue of kind of getting stuck in that canyon i guess what do you call it a canyon with all the old memories and she's looking for a way to get out. She can't just climb her way out. So she has to get creative and she finds the bing bong wagon rocket and that's how she's able to get out. So I thought that was pretty creative. <laughs> Good one. Good one. It's also problem solving, but you know. So we have one more on the creativity side and then two that are for deadlines. Kind of the secondary theme of this episode I said Winnie the Pooh. And tell us why. Because he's always like, think, think, think. (laughs) Like, he comes up with the most amazing solutions to problems through very creative ways. He uses his imagination. He, I mean, he's just the best, honestly. I can't say enough good things about him. (laughs) Our man, Winnie the Pooh. So, I think he unlocks levels of creativity that you can never even dream of getting close to that's true he's very wise and he's silly yeah so our two and i guess we'll say them both at once so for our deadlines people we picked two people one is not good with deadlines the other is better with deadlines so we have the white rabbit so for obvious reasons he's always late dude does not need deadlines (laughs) he just needs to kind of go at his own pace i guess and Judy Hopps. And when I thought about her, you know, she kind of embraced the deadline of having to solve this case. Um, 
and she kind of approached it like a champ. You know, she wasn't willing to give up. Nick Wilde definitely helped with that. But, you know, she was able to take that deadline and use it as motivation rather than letting it defeat her. You know, she could have very easily said, well, this is impossible if I only have, what was it? How many hours did she have? I have no idea. Like 48, 36, I don't know. She didn't have a lot of time. Um, She very easily could have said, this isn't enough time, I might as well just give up. But she did not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all good ones. So we have something brand new that we are sharing this week for the very first time. Amy, our good friend, who you can find her at Rope Drop WDW on YouTube. You'll actually hear an upcoming episode as well. She had the really great idea of having some sort of call to action after we talk about these sort of topics that you can apply to your project. And so we're going to pose some questions over on our Facebook page and so that we can collect all these answers and you can share your approach to how you get through a creativity block. I promise you, it's going to be the most one of the most valuable things that you can do to read through how different people approach this. I think gaining new perspectives and others' opinions is one of the best things that you can do. So that will be up on our Facebook page in our group, and you can find that at Detour to Neverland Podcast Community. And, yeah, we look forward to hearing your answer. Amy, thank you for coming up with that idea. Yeah, so we... Like you said, we look forward to hearing from everybody because hopefully we'll be able to learn some things as well. And as always, we will be back on Friday with episode number 138. Yep. 139. Ah, 139. Dang it. This one was 138. Uh, yeah, we're talking about doing working for yourself, like using yourself as motivation. So hopefully we can explain it better than this moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> so see you on Friday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.